So rather than going around thinking like, hey, I'm going to find people that I can mentor or coach, (laughs) if you'll just be filled up with Jesus, Mm -hmm. be loving toward people, be gracious and present in conversations, people will be drawn to you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood Podcast is all about investing in every girl from every generation to live intentionally, lead confidently, and love generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, today I am pretty excited to have two of my dearest friends here with us today on the show, Lance and Connie Witt. Lance, you've been on the show before, but Connie, this is your first time, and I am so excited for our sisterhood and our podcast listeners to hear from you today. And I was thinking back today as I was preparing for this time that we've actually been friends for about 15 years, right? And we we have covered some serious mileage of life and we've had some really great adventures together but you know before we jump in I just want to thank you both because you have been such incredible friends incredible mentors and your friendship your mentorship your passion for Jesus your passion to build into leaders and pastors in the church has been so inspiring has impacted Todd and me personally and our entire church so thank you for that mm-hmm. and thank you for sticking with us for 15 years because you guys kind of know us right you you know know us but welcome to the podcast <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah we're so glad to be here and that's really gracious of you and our friendship with you guys is something that we treasure and really cherish and Man, I'm just looking forward to another 15 years of great friendship, right? Right, yeah. We were off to a rocky start because the first time that I met you, Todd (laughs) knew you, but I met you, um, we went deep sea fishing, and I got really violently seasick. (laughs) And at the end of it, I kept telling Todd, I hope they know that I'm really a nice person. (laughs) They wouldn't know that today, but hopefully 15 years later, yeah. Yeah, it's all okay. You're still with us. You said it's okay. Lance didn't say it was okay. I remember that moment, though, when you were feeling sick and I was trying to talk to you and you basically wouldn't look at me and you just held up your finger like, please don't say another word right now. I'm about to throw up. So it was a great start to a wonderful friendship. You were offering me a sandwich, okay? So I did not know what to do in that moment. But hey, but we've had a lot of adventures along the way. But, you know, um, as we were preparing for this podcast season, this season is all about building intentional community that builds into our lives and our purpose, and it builds up the lives of the people that we're in relationship with. And this is really what you guys have given your lives to. You know, when we started brainstorming for this season, there there were two people that were at the top of the list, and it was definitely Lance and Connie, because you're both so intentional about the way that you invest and you build relationships. And it's been so inspiring to watch you invest in leaders and pastors in such a life-giving way. And so, you know, I would just love to to know if this has actually always come naturally to the two of you, if this is just like (laughs) your natural gifting, or do you think this is a grace that people can grow in? That is really a great question. And I think for me, it's a both and in the sense that I am wired relationally, and even, you know, everybody knows their Enneagram numbers these days, and I'm an Enneagram one, but with a two wing. Okay. And so 
this whole thing of like caring for people and serving them and being interested in them, like that part comes natural. But I think over the years, you know, I've had to learn how to develop that muscle and especially I think add to what comes natural for me relationally, a set of tools so that help me actually know how to coach and love people well and mentor them. And so, you know, I think it's a bit natural, but I hopefully, especially through Replenish, because I do a lot of life coaching and working mm-hmm. with teams, that I've developed that some through the years as well. What are some of the tools that you've developed, you know, because your natural gifting is to invest in others, to help others? Yeah, I think one, just getting equipped with the life plan process mm-hmm. and even some strategic planning process. Um You know, and then I've developed some tools around like, what does it take for you to stay replenished? Um, Tools around helping people really understand their story and like, what are the internal scripts Mm -hmm. that we carry that sometimes are rooted in a lie and actually become a lid for us? Mm. And so um, I think it's a variety of different things, but just trying to help people like figure out like, who am I? What really matters to me? How do I want to live my life and build tools that create great conversations around Mm, those things. I love that. And we're going to make sure we link your books that have some of those tools in there in the show notes. But, um, But I love how the two of you, you have the same calling on your life to just invest in people, but you have different assignments and different personalities, right? I mean, Lance, you're like the wise sage, right? The (laughs) wise sage, that's what our team calls you. And Connie, you are the friend that so many people can call at two in the morning. You're the 2 a.m. friend. And so I, I'd love for you to answer the same question. You know, is it, has this always come naturally to you to be that? Or, um, or do you think this is something that other people can develop? Well, I happen to have the gift. I feel like that I have the both end also. Mm-hmm. But he is so wise and he says things so eloquently and he has all these tools and I'm just like being somebody's friend. Like somebody <laughs> just go, cause every time like we could go into a grocery store and he'll be with me very rarely, but you know, sometimes he does go to the grocery <laughs> store with me. And um, so I'll have a conversation with somebody on aisle two and Lance mm-hmm. says, could we just go buy some milk, honey, mm-hmm. without you coming home with a new friend? So the gift of kind of being outgoing and personable is always been a gift that I've cherished. So, you know, I'll talk the other day, I got my Uber driver's phone number because I, she, I'm supposed to send her some kind of something when I get home. So, but that's just the way I'm wired is, is talking to people. But everyone has that same opportunity to pour into others' lives, but you have to be able to see them first. Mm -hmm. And so mentoring used to, in a million years ago, used to be a program that you'd signed up for. You'd find characteristics or opportunities, and people would put you together. And for a period of time, you're supposed to hang out with that person mandatory for for six months. You know, (laughs) yay, I hope I like them. You know, my philosophy of mentoring and And that kind of thing and relationship is to just change your lens to see the people that God has already put in your life. So it may be a coworker. It may be a babysitter. It could be a niece. Mm -hmm. It could be a nephew or a friend's neighbor. Or, or or somebody like that, somebody mm-hmm. just a little bit behind you on the journey. And, you know, a younger woman at church might come up to you and gravitate to you and kind of act ask you questions. Well, when that started happening to me, I would say to these people, 
you would love my daughter. She is, you would, you and her are so much alike. She was gravitating towards me. And mm-hmm. to me, I make it much more, I, I go, hello, mm-hmm. thank you, God, for putting this young woman in my life so that I have the opportunity to minister to her or mm-hmm. speak into her life or something like that. So once you change your lens, mm-hmm. it's like a car. Right. Like once you say, you want to buy this kind of car. Well, you see that car all over the road Mm -hmm. whenever you've decided you're going to buy that kind of car. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way with the girls that God puts in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so good because I love that about you. And one of the things that I feel like you do really well because you see people is you ask such great questions. I think that's why people gravitate to you so quickly is that you ask such great questions and you're so interested in not what you have to say to them, but what they may need to hear. And so that's what I've really seen in you. And I think that is such a a beautiful, natural, relational way to mentor is that when someone that's younger, that is just a little bit behind you on the journey comes along, that it's not just about, I have all of this wisdom to impart, but it's about finding out a little bit about them knowing their story, right? Right. And then being able to ask the right questions to invest in them. And so can I add one thing? Yes. uh, Having watched Connie for now 45 years. She's probably the most unpretentious person I've ever known. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that draws people to her Mm -hmm. is she just has this ability to just be herself, to be real, to, um, you know, have no airs. And I'm way more calculated, like, and, you know, I'm not going to open up as, as quickly, but she can go deep really quickly, yes. and I think it's because she's so real. Mm-hmm. We we kind of affectionately say in our family that Connie's never had a private thought in her life. <laughs> um, but the upside of that is yes. that she, she's just mm-hmm. herself, yes. and so people are drawn to yeah. that. And as a mentor, that's amazing, but as a friend, what a gift, because I never have to worry about where I stand with Connie. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, and, and there's, I feel like just keeping short accounts and being able to have honest conversations, you bring people into that and you bring that out in them. Aww. But what I love is most, a lot of extroverts, you know, have a harder time going deep. And that is not the case. You know, I think that's probably a skill you probably had to work on, you I know, did. because yeah. it's, it, it's easier to talk to the person keep in the grocery it, store, right? But what mm-hmm. I've seen you cultivate over the years is really taking those connections and going deeper and just watching you. We have a mutual friend who just went through such a difficult season over this last year. And I know that you've got a lot going on in your life, the intentionality that it took to take the call when mm-hmm. she needed to talk, to you know, to be prayed up, to have a word, because you knew that your words weren't going to be enough for her, but God's mm-hmm. word would. Mm-hmm. And so that that takes intentionality. So I think what both of you guys are saying is that, yes, there is some gifting, right, that, that God's given you, but all of us can grow. I mean, we're all called mm, to love yes. people, right? And so we can all grow. And, and there's no perfect way to do this. You know, Lance is more calculated, like he said, more structured, but you're relational. And I think also that... We need both of these kinds of mentors in our lives, right? I needed both of you over the last 15 years. I needed both. And so I think it's so important that we have many mentors, right? No Mm. perfect way to mentor, no perfect mentor, 
But when you have a heart to see people, that's where it all begins. So, yeah. and Connie, you are so passionate about this topic. You actually wrote a book several years ago. It's out of print, but we're going to put in the show notes um, a digital copy of it. Um, and, and it's called That Makes Two of Us, A Lifestyle of Mentoring for Women. And I remember reading this when this came out, and it was so incredible, just so relational. And one of the things that you talk about is that mentoring someone doesn't have to be complicated or expensive or even that time consuming, right? Right. Um, can you unpack that thought? And yeah, just un- unpack that thought for us. Well, the my philosophy is to, once you've started into this relationship of changing your lens and you become more intentional on calling the person or uh, nowadays, of course, back in the day, I had to call. But (laughs) now you can text them, check on them, just see how they're doing, those kind of. And as that relationship grows, you can um, mentor as you go. As you go is the key for me. Mm -hmm. And that was so great for me because I could bring this young woman along. The girls that I was mentoring were in their 20s. And so they had some time on their hands. Mm -hmm. And my kids were in school. So when I was running errands, I would bring them along. When I was on the freeway on the five, I was in California at the time. So, you know, it wasn't pretty, but they saw me, right? Not, it's not pretty, (laughs) you know? And, and, and I said, they were okay with it because Mm -hmm. they knew I wasn't perfect. And then they were also this, this one girl that wrote the book with me, Kathy Workman. She, um, was actually walking around the lake with me one time and this lady stopped us and she was crying and Mm -hmm. she knew who I was and we, prayed with her, and she was in on that. She watched Lance and I make major decisions in our family's life, Mm -hmm. you know, and my kids' lives. And just your life story going forward and them watching you and then being able to um, see Christ, Mm -hmm. but also see, hey, I ain't perfect, you know? Right, So that's, um, I think, the as you go, and Mm -hmm. it's not expensive. You don't have to put something else in your Mm -hmm. schedule. So um, that's, I feel like, is the best way to do mentoring. Well, I'm pretty sure that's how Jesus did it. Oh, yeah. Right? Like oh, he then has that. Yeah, then there's that, right? So <laughs> Jesus was like, as we go, right? So it was yeah. like, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. But it was like, just follow me, whatever that meant. And I mean, not that we're Jesus or anything, but it is the way that, you know, that that most um, most first century church mentorship happened, right? Yeah. They were figuring things out on the fly, and they just brought people along. And again, no, no perfect journey, but God just seems to— just bless that, right? Yeah. When you have a heart for that. And it really is about looking at the other person and really choosing to invest in them, putting, you know, putting what their needs above your own. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. So, so good. If you want to connect with some friends and dig deeper into the content from the podcast today, we've created a resource just for you. It's called Show Notes Plus. And Show Notes Plus gives you access to the notes from today's episode, discussion questions, key scripture verses, and links to additional resources, and even some devotionals. So make sure you click the link in our show notes so you don't miss out on the chance to dive deeper. You know, one of the things that you talk about in your book, Connie and Lance, I've seen you do this so well, is to learn in these mentoring relationships to watch for the God moments and connections with other people. 
what are some of the ways that we can spot the God moments and connections in our relationships, maybe our mentoring relationships or potential mentoring relationships? Yeah, I think for me, that question, like when I think of the answer, it's like, all it's certainly more art than science. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that there's like, okay, here's the quick formula or the three easy steps to sort of noticing or spotting those God moments. But a couple of things that do come to my mind, sometimes in my ministry, I'll use this phrase, holy noticing. Mm, and yeah. it's about learning to pay attention. And and I think it's really noticing on two levels. I think first off, it's it's paying attention to people that God brings across your path. It's like Connie saying, like, just change your lens and begin to to notice who's right in front of you. And, you know, rarely have I ever met someone and I think, oh, I'm, I'm going to be their coach or their mentor. It never starts that way. Usually it just starts with a, a great connection or a conversation. And then that leads to a second conversation and deeper connection. And then sometimes it eventually evolves into something that's a little more formal or whatever. But I think it's just about, first off, noticing the people that God brings mm-hmm. across your path. And then I think this is, you know, on the spiritual side, also being able to pay attention to what the Spirit is prompting yeah. in your life, right? Yeah. Like that little nudge where the Spirit says, hey, this is a divine connection. Mm-hmm. Or there's a chemistry at a point that you go, okay, this wasn't just a normal conversation. Something opened up. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a God moment right yeah. now that I need to pay attention to. Um, and then mm-hmm. I, I think I would also say to someone, you know, related to that question that just work on being the kind of person that God can use. Mm-hmm. So rather than going around thinking like, hey, I'm going to find people that I can mentor or coach, <laughs> if you'll just be filled up with Jesus, mm-hmm. be loving toward people, be gracious and present in conversations people will be drawn to you. And the Spirit will bring those sort of Mm God-direction moments and and God-directed, you know, uh, connections that might develop into something deeper at some point. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's that's what I I think. I love that. Connie, what do you think? Well, I think that God moments are basically like the opportunity to speak encouragement to someone, Mm -hmm. courage to speak truth into someone's life, and when you have the opportunity to empower them. Mm -hmm. And I use three different seasons to do this, moments, seasons, and lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And so when I say mentoring in the moment, what that means is when you're checking out and this girl just you just compliment them Mm -hmm. that's a moment Mm -hmm. you know you can be kind Mm -hmm. to somebody and it may be paying um it may be paying for the person's coffee behind you like being generous Mm -hmm. or the characteristics of christ right but it's not a mentoring right you know right so i call someone just learned something yes so it kind of is that's good i love that yeah So anyway, I call those mentoring Mm -hmm. moments, Mm -hmm. but then there's times that you can put um, that are seasons, and that's for an extended period of time. Maybe it's a work situation. Maybe somebody's coming in an intern for the summer. Maybe, you know, somebody's niece is coming in for the uh, summer or for a few days or a few weeks or whatever it is. And... um, this is where you can listen. And at some point, that person is going to ask your opinion. And that's a God moment. Mm-hmm. So you so have good. 
built this relational equity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that answer that you're going to give them is not what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. But you've already built up enough relational equity that you're not judging them. Mm-hmm. They know you love them and you care about them. So they're going to hear it in a different way than if you were just, you know, saying something as a stranger. And then in a lifetime, it's an extended period. Mm -hmm. And this will be off and on Mm -hmm. during your whole life. Maybe it's a family member. It may be a friend, like a longtime friend, their child. Mm -hmm. But these are where you have the opportunity to invest and equip and empower that person. Mm -hmm. And um, little by little, step by step, a little at a time builds a lifetime of um, influence. Yeah. And you can just do that in little bitty increments. I love, mm-hmm. I love that. And you know, when you said that whole lifetime, the lifetime relationships, mm-hmm. I think about you have four granddaughters. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, that you have not only captured moments, but you make moments happen. We try. In their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do. Like you invest, you have cousin camp in the summer. I love cousin camp. And- <laughs> They love cousin. They love cousin. I love you know what you said about encouragement, speaking encouragement, and speaking courage. And I was thinking about those moments, Lance. You were talking about a few minutes ago. You know the holy noticing, and I thank you for holy noticing us, right? So (laughs) because you were actually an executive pastor at Saddleback Church, Todd was just a young whippersnapper executive pastor here down in Florida, and he met you, and he literally he bought a plane ticket on our own dime, bought a plane ticket flew to California just to spend a couple of hours with you. And that was the beginning of the relationship that we have today. So thank you for Mm. wholly noticing us. So good. You know, um, so many questions. I I think when we use the word mentor and mentee, it can be so intimidating at Mm -hmm. times, right? And you both have worked extensively with so many leaders throughout the years. And I'd love to hear from you, you know, just a, a couple of keys to healthy mentoring, coaching relationships, right? Yeah. Um, how to be a great mentee and a great mentor, whatever you want to share there, some <laughs> okay. real helpful keys. Well, I would say as a mentor, be willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Let your life be your story. Mm-hmm. Let your life be your curriculum. Mm-hmm. The things that God has mm-hmm. shown you, the gut things that God has taught you through your life. I mean, there's a reason he taught you these things, yep. you know? That's right. So that you can share those numbers, those moments and maybe keep somebody from making some of the mistakes you mm-hmm. you made. So let whoever God sends you see that you don't have it all together. Yeah. You know, you do the best you can in the moment and with the information that you have. And sometimes it's not going to be pretty. And other times you're going to have the opportunity to speak into someone's Mm -hmm. life or encourage a stranger. And she'll see that, too. And sometimes you are going to do some good things and she gets Mm -hmm. to see that, too. Mm -hmm. And all these things are great. But being vulnerable is key and being willing to share your life. That's key. Mm -hmm. Now, with mentees, I would say... That, I know this is a newsflash, but older women don't really think that you want to hang out with us because we're old. I mean, that's it, you know? <laughs> I mean, hello, do you want to have this 20, 30-year-old want to really work, hang out with me? Well, but what I'm, from what I see, sometimes, yes, mm-hmm. I see something in you. I'd love to learn from you. Um, but so I encourage mentees, if you have somebody in your life that's made a, you've made a connection with 
Don't be shy. Be bold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask that person, mm-hmm. you want to go to coffee sometime mm-hmm. or would you like to go to lunch sometime? Mm-hmm. And uh, probably they'll pay. So they, that's a plus, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> But anyway, it. I really do. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to reach out and start a conversation mm-hmm. with them. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Be bold. Take a risk. Yes. Because I know um, we had some girls on just to, uh, in our last season, our season finale, The these um, girls that were just graduated from high school. And they all three said how much they wanted, you know, the older women to speak into their lives, but sometimes they were too shy to ask. So what we're saying is ask the question. Yes. Ask the question. And honestly, take a leap. They do not, we do not think you want to hang out with Mm -hmm, us. mm -hmm. I mean, that's a principle that I feel like we need to teach older women is yes, you Mm -hmm. need to take a chance too. Mm -hmm. You know, confident. confident. You are wanted. You are anointed. You are wise. You have something to you share. You have something to share. Yeah. You know, so, and if they don't, if, if they don't see it, they're the ones missing out. I love that. It's just being confident and and really, again, just seeing that connection through God's eyes, mm-hmm. you know, asking God to show you. Yes. And it's, it's just changing your lens. So good. Lance, what would you say? Um, I would say like the first thing for me, if you're going to really be an effective mentor is you have to be unselfish. Mm. And you have to have a heart for people. And honestly, one of the concerns I have about people who get in our season of life is it sort of just becomes all about them, right? And we can become very self-centered, and it's all about my recreation and kind of what I want to do with my time. And so we we stop sort of looking for opportunities to invest. Mm-hmm. And so I think just, you know, I would say if you really want to, you know, become a mentor, just start being unselfish yeah. and noticing people and looking for people around you that you can invest in. And um, I think also when I think about qualities of a, of a someone who really mentors well is I think you have to learn to ask great questions, mm-hmm. not just good mm-hmm. questions, but great questions. And, and good follow-up questions. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think the only thing better than a good question is a good follow-up exactly. question, right? That's to, his mantra. To, <laughs> to, so get, to get down to the second and third layer because that's where the gold is. But I think in order for you to do that, you have to listen well. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, doing life plans for 15 years has really helped me to listen sort of between the lines or underneath what someone is saying mm-hmm. and probe around and ask a little bit deeper, like, what's really going on. Um, but you have to pay attention. And, you know, sometimes I'll teach this that listening isn't just waiting to talk, like, you know, sometimes we're like, I've already got my thought and I mm-hmm. want to get it out there. But listening is actually, no, like paying attention and almost being like a detective. Mm. Like, like what's behind that? And why, why did you use that word instead of this word? Or why did that comment just trigger you? And so I think asking great questions, being a good listener, but also, and this has not been something that's easy for me, but I think I'm getting better at it as I get older. But that is appropriately challenging people. Like, I'm not sure that thinking is best for you or your family mm-hmm. right now. Or I just had a conversation with a young couple that I that I coach, and I found myself getting pretty aggressive in the conversation because I just felt like this guy was not hearing his wife. Mm-hmm. And so just learn so much. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I just so appreciate you. I'm just kidding, yeah. sorry. I, I you tried can. to keep the names out of it, Julie, but um, but I think to really give them appropriate challenge, um, mm-hmm. because again, if you've like Connie said, if you've earned the right relationally to speak into their lives, 
now you can actually appropriately challenge them. And I think people really want us like, mm-hmm. shoot straight with me, you know? And then I also find you got to hold people accountable. Like when I'm a coach and we give an assignment and something you say you're going to do, I'm going to make a note of it. And the next time we get together and talk, we're going to find out, are you like, did you take it serious? Mm-hmm. And so I think on the flip side, yes. if you're being coached or mentored by someone, the number one thing I would say makes a great mentee is mm-hmm. someone who actually really leans in. I love that. Like, I'm hungry. I want this. When I sh- when we show up, I'm going to take notes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be prepared. Uh, if we're going to meet, I've thought about some questions that I want to ask you. Uh, I'm going to be punctual. And then I would say also then follow through. Mm-hmm. If if you're getting mentored and your person that you is investing in you is giving you something to do, follow through and Love execute. It. And so to me, those are kind of the qualities of someone yeah. who makes for somebody I want to invest in. Yes, I love that. That's <laughs> so good and so insightful. And we'll put some of those keys in the show notes. You know, I was also thinking when it comes to mentoring, one of the things that we say is you need to have many mentors. Mm. So when someone says, this is my only mentor, that's a little concerning, right? Yeah. Because we need many mentors. Right. We need someone to mentor us. And I mean, I know in my own life, I have a, a joy mentor when my joy was... You know, really tanking that I needed to find someone who could, you know, who could could teach me mm-hmm. the way, right, um, of joy, with, because they had walked through some hard times, and 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 I see joy in their life. Having people that are able to mentor us in the Word of God, right, um, also in our career as a student. So I think that it's it's important for us to have many mentors, mm-hmm. not to put so much pressure on one person, right, and and to think that um, that we have to find that one ultimate. Mentor. At the end of summer, we had our intern homeroom at the church. All of our summer interns were gathering together, and they were so hungry to learn. And one of the questions they asked was, what do you look for, or what should we look for when we're looking for a mentor? And the first thing that came to my mind was that you need to look for someone that um, that chooses fruitfulness over success. Mm, that's good. That That's, that's more awesome. important that you look for someone yes. that maybe isn't successful, like what the world sees as successful, how many Instagram followers they have, mm. you know, if they're super trendy, success in the eyes of the world. Find someone who's got some fruit in their lives, yeah. right? Who's lived some life, yeah. who has who who you've seen the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. They, mm-hmm. They've hit some hard times, but they still have joy. Yeah. They have a peace that passes understanding when everything around them is chaotic. Right. chaotic. And that's what you guys have been. And, you know, fruitful, fruitful mentors, right? Um, and so just the fruit of longevity is so beautiful. And that's what you want. Because when you're looking for a mentor, you want someone that is going to help you go the distance, right? right. And so you want someone who is who has done some things and, and have some patterns in their life that have made it possible for them to go the distance. Yeah. So this is my final question here. As you look back, Maybe, you know, on some of your mentors and coaching experiences, I would love to hear from you just for fun. What is the best piece of advice that anybody has ever given you? It can be fun, though. Yeah. The best piece of advice that you can think of today. Yeah. I I think about my dad. Um, There was a moment when I was probably early high school. And my dad got an opportunity. He was an air traffic controller. He had kind of gone as high up as he was probably going to go at the regional center there in Albuquerque. And he got an opportunity to take a transfer and actually get a pretty big promotion and put him on a path that could really help him climb, climb his career ladder. 
But because of where our family was in that stage of life, and he really wrestled with this. And I remember hearing, kind of overhearing him and my mom wrestle with that decision, but he decided to turn it down because it was best for our family Mm -hmm. at that moment. And and I just remember afterwards, the principle that came out of that was, once you make your decision, don't look back. And that has served me so well, yeah. and I have passed that along to people. Uh, you know, you can spend a bunch of time and waste a bunch of energy second-guessing and wondering if and what if we'd done this differently. But I think that piece of advice that, like, once you've landed and you've made the decision, just point forward and move ahead. Mm-hmm. And that piece of advice, I watched it. But it's also been super helpful uh, now to try to live that out in in the last years. That's awesome. I love that. Connie, what about you? Um, I would say someone told me a long time ago to be who you are. And um, I am not the normal quintessential pastor's wife. I'm kind of a little bit out of the box. I'm salty. I'm sassy. I'm sarcastic. (laughs) But I was told when I was— in my 20s, I had a lady come into my kitchen, first pastorate, it was, no, second pastorate, mm-hmm. and she stood in my kitchen and she told me that if I didn't change, I was going to ruin Lance's ministry. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, well, that ain't good. So, um, But what I learned in that moment, I really did feel like God gave me some words of wisdom, and I was only 20-something, but he said in my brain— you are accountable to me first and your husband second, and you cannot be accountable to your mm-hmm. church members. Mm-hmm. And so I took that to heart, and I have learned that if you are not who you are, that you're going to miss those who God is going to put in your path because you're trying to be somebody else. So true. And so um, you have to be true to yourself mm-hmm. and don't try to be somebody else. That's exhausting. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, oh, I need to be at the, I need to, I need to speak more like her. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that didn't ever happen. So mm-hmm. you might as well just embrace who you are mm-hmm. and, and improve in the ways God wants you to. Yeah. But so there will be going to be people that are drawn to you and not to who you think you should be. That's right. So you need to pour into them, and you'll see them clearly once you you start changing your lens and doing all mm-hmm. these things we've talked about to, today. But the second thing I have to share with you really quick is just a few weeks ago, my wise husband, we were having this discussion, and there were quotes. There were quotes. Said discussion. Just want you to know the hand gestures. There were quotes. We're a discussion. discussion. Yes, yes. and. And he said, I am an Enneagram 8. Most people think I'm a 7, but I'm an 8 with a 7 wing. And so I was very passionate about what I was saying in the midst of this conversation. And so we got through with this conversation, and Lance started laughing. And he said, Connie, I have a motto I want you to think about for the rest of the year. And I said, what? And he said, use a fly swatter, not a sledgehammer. (laughs) 
That is actually super powerful. Well, this has been such a great time together. And you guys, we love you so much. And I cannot wait for all of our listeners to hear your unbelievable wisdom. And we will make sure that we list all of their resources in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. And make sure that you share this with a friend, that you follow us on social media, and that you subscribe so that you don't miss any of the fun updates and giveaways that we have in this season. We cannot wait to catch up with you next time on the So Good Sisterhood podcast. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, or leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. 